Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast, where I get to hang out with the best-looking, red-headed, bearded man in the backpacking world, Mr. Jeremiah Stringer. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. And I haven't shaved my beard. No, I've noticed that. You know what? what's sad about that? What's is that? I personally haven't done that to mine either. But I got my hair cut about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I told the dude, I said, just fade it down the sides. Don't touch the bottom. Dude, he cut like an inch and a half off my beard. Bro, I think my beard's longer than yours now. Your beard is longer than mine because jerk barber guy cut my hair off. <laughs> no name dropping. I'm not going to drop his name, but I'm not going back there. I can tell you that right now. He made some I couldn't mistakes, believe bro. it. I couldn't believe it, dude. I look like a poodle. Like when I got uh, there with my, with my beard, when I got there with a haircut, I had this like round ball on my face. No. I'm like... Dude, I know I'm overweight, but I don't want to accentuate it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, but I'm, I'm getting some. If people want to watch, they can. I mean, this isn't a live stream episode or whatever, but it is on the Backpacking Podcast YouTube channel, which I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing me talk about. But if you want to watch, I got some Amish action going on my beard. It starts getting poofy out the sides, and then I'll just let it go. And then my yeah. barber, I'll say, hey, man, bring in the sides. I'm starting to get a little Amish action. And then he wanna does. get rid of the flare. Got to yeah. get rid of the flare. Got to, man. I, yeah, I get you on that. Yeah, but I'm getting some of that action going. But yeah, man, it's growing back out. Well, I got to look good for Easter because you know, like I work at a church, so I'm gonna be up on a stage on Sunday. I gotta look. I gotta look good. Yeah, you I gotta, gotta go. I gotta go clean. You know what I mean? Press the folks. Can't scare the kids away for the Easter. I know. Comes. I know. My mom's coming too. Like she never comes to my church. So like, my mom's coming. So I gotta look good for mama. That'd be a special moment, man. I'm That's right, dude. That's right. I gotta look good for mom. They got me singing the first song. Like a lot oh. of people on here may not even know I sing, but yeah. So I'm I'm gonna be singing the first song. <laughs> yeah, dude. You used to be in a band, right? <laughs> yeah, I've been in several bands. Was yeah. your was your instrument your voice? Uh it depends on the band. I played bass in one band. Um I played guitar in every band I was in of some kind, either bass or electric or acoustic. Everybody can so, play guitar. Yeah. I don't know why. What's that? Everybody can play guitar. Pretty much, man. Especially if you're a backpacker. You know, I've never jammed with you, come to think of it. Not that this has anything to do with backpacking, but, you know, I can tie it in. We had a guitar on the long trail, you know. Well, here's my problem is I've been retired from guitar for about three years because Uh-oh. my fingers started getting all crazy and, like, doing weird stuff. Like one, And it's crazy. When I started backpacking, it was when I started training for Kilimanjaro. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, my fingers would split open all the time, uh, and so I couldn't play guitar because they would bleed all over the place. It was kind of gross. So, yeah. uh, I for, really haven't played in forever. Well, for people that don't know, like if you don't play guitar, you may not know. Whenever you start playing, like it really hurts your fingers, and yeah, you got to build up calluses. Mm-hmm. It's on the tips of your fingers. So, like if you're right-handed, you play with your left hand. And I mean, you play with both hands, right? But your left hand yep. is what is choosing the pitch of the notes using the frets on the guitar, right. the neck of the guitar. So you start playing, and then typically it's on a cheap guitar, right? Like I started playing yep. on a cheap guitar, yeah. and the bridge is terrible. And so 
it holds the strings up too far and then that hurts your fingers even more but then you build up calluses and then you go to get like your checkup or whatever and they prick your finger to check your blood sugar and they ask you which hand and you can never do it on the left hand no no because they won't get any blood out of it right they're just going to poke into a callus man that's you won't won't even feel it but no no you'll come off as superhuman yeah and then you gotta you know if you did get it on your left hand then you can't play guitar for a few days because your fingers are so sore from that, like when you press down on the strings. Yeah. But we, we took – what do you think about taking that as your luxury item, man? Caveman. I was actually getting ready to say, have you seen these guys that take guitars like on the AT and PCT and these bigger long trails with them? Yeah. Have you seen this? I s- and not me, dude. No. Now, unless it's super cheap, like super cheap because I'm like – I'm not taking a good guitar – no, you no. know it's going to get jacked up just from being around campfires all the time and in the moisture in the air and everything. It's just you want to take like a beater guitar, yeah. Like get it set up so that the action's lower, so but you don't want to. You can so, destroy a guitar real easy that way. The so guitar really wood <laughs> instruments in general, they're supposed to be kept at a certain temperature and a certain humidity because wood expands and contracts. And even right. like I played in a wedding band for a while. And did you really? <laughs> yes. That's great. <laughs> did you look like Adam Sandler? Did you have like the the mullet and everything? No, bro. I was a professional. I was straight up. Dude, professional. are you saying that the wedding singer he wasn't a professional? I'm not. I'm not speaking. Yeah, I'm not. To that. I'm not sure we can be friends right now. I'm not know. speaking I'm, to that. I'm just saying I was a professional. Like you. So we were a string quartet. We weren't like a cover band. Let me play at the reception. Right. We were a. Let me play as the beautiful bride walks down the aisle. So we had a, <laughs> we had a, a a violinist. We had me on guitar, and we also had a, like a stand up. No, it wasn't stand up bass. It was a cello, I believe. And then ah, nice. We, we also we had a second violinist, and at one point um, we played a gig and had a dobro player. Ooh, yeah. nice! That was an interesting nice. twist. But anyway, yeah, I played in that wedding band. And whenever you're going to play, like you driving there changes the temperature of the instrument. So you got to get there yep. early, open up the case, let it adjust to the air, and then you yeah, can play. And it's, it's worse with acoustic instruments than it is electric instruments. Like an electric guitar yeah. is can be bulletproof, honestly. Like you could take an electric guitar pretty much anywhere right. and let it sit out overnight, pull it out, let it warm up for about 20 minutes, and it's fine. It's good to go. A guitar, sometimes it could take up to an hour, hour and a half for it to really acclimate yeah. to the room it's in because it's going to be out of tune because as the wood expands or contracts it changes the tension on the strings so anyway the point is is like you need a beater guitar if you're going to take one on trail and yeah. caveman he hiked the at it was the year before i did the long trail because i met him on the long trail he's telling me all about it so he hikes the at and he gets like halfway through the trail or he's to the last thousand miles and they stop in some town and, you know, he's resupplying. And sometimes whenever you go into town and you're doing long-distance hikes, you check out, like, Goodwill and stuff like that. He checked right. out this flea market or peddler's mall, and he found this guitar. And it was a child's guitar, which is perfect for taking backpacking because it's tiny. And, and it won't stay in tune, so. Right. Dude, you get through half a song, and it's out of tune. It's out of tune every time. But it was a wood. It was a wooden guitar. You know, it wasn't one of the cheapy, cheapy plastics at Walmart. But yeah. he haggled with the guy at the pawn shop or whatever it was and got it down to like super cheap, maybe like 20, 15, 20 bucks. Cause, you know, he was telling the guy that, oh, I've, 
I've always really I've picked up a guitar a little bit and I'm wanting to learn to play and he taught himself like fully and he was a much better guitarist than me and I've been playing for years. Wow. By the end That's of the impressive. Trip, yeah, because he you can look up like tabs and videos and stuff. Uh, and, YouTube. I mean, yes. come on, we we do YouTube tutorials on backpacking. You know that the guitar tutorials are off the oh, chain. Like, there's so many of them. Definitely, and that's what he did. And like, he learned to play and was <laughs> he was so good, man, at just riffing. Like, awesome. At one point, we had two guitars. Like at a shelter, there was this guy, and um, you know, he was like, "What is that on the side of your pack?" And caveman, I was backpacking with him that day. Like we were sticking together. And he was like, that is a child-sized guitar. It was wrapped up in a plastic bag strapped to the side of his pack. And he's like, that's a child-sized guitar. That's and he's great. like, oh, that's awesome. You bring that on trail? He's like, I was like, yeah, do you play? And because he was the guy. See, there's these people that stay at the shelters overnight all summer. Yeah. And he was the guy that stays at the shelter. And he was like, no, nah, I don't play. I, I am at the next shelter. And then I, he was like, I'll meet you guys there. Later this afternoon, I got to stay up here on this peak until whatever time. And then I'll be there. He got there and he's like, "I got a surprise for you guys." Um, he's like, "I don't play. I play trumpet." But somebody left a guitar here, and he pulled the guitar out of this like locked chest, and we jammed so hard, and oh, it was man. so fun. Cool. Yeah, but Caveman, his guitar was all duct taped together and stuff because every time you sit it down, you're hitting the guitar on the ground. Yeah, and yeah. he had everybody to sign it with a permanent marker. And had it clear coded, and so like my signature Yosemite Sam is going to be on there forever. And there was all kinds of through hikers that like left him a little message, and that's awesome. I, it's just so so cool, man. What a great you luxury! Know, here's here's the thing: you meet some really cool people when you go backpacking. Yeah, you really do. This past week, I got a chance to go out for the first time since I hurt my knee back in January. Okay, oh, congrats, so today is, is April Fool's Day, but this yeah. is not an April Fool. I really did get to go backpacking. <laughs> well, we're recording um, it. We're recording it on April's April Fool's yes, Day. Yeah, today as we're talking, it is April Fool's Day, which we're actually going to get to that a little bit because I got some <laughs> funny emails today. But uh, so I, I went out to the River Gorge last week, and I went out on on Tuesday and spent the night just first time out in a while. And I went to my happy place. And anybody who knows me really well knows that Hanson's point is kind of my happy place mm. at the Red River Gorge. If I just got a free night, I'm just going to go out there and camp. So I'm out there. I've set up my hammock. I've got the fire going and I'm, I'm cooking my steak, you know, because Jeremiah, how do we do How do we do? <laughs> you bring a steak, you bring a steak. So, so I got the steak going and I hear some guy behind me just go, excuse me, are you on YouTube? And I, so, so I turned around, I go, yeah, man, I am. And he goes, he goes, dude, because you're one of my favorite YouTubers. I've watched almost all of your videos and we start talking and everything. And, um, I'm like, well, are you camping out up here? Or are you just hiking out? He goes, no, I'm camping up here. I said, well, dude, I got a fire going. You can come over and hang out. And he's like, well, I don't want to bother you. Jeremiah, people don't realize that we are just backpackers like there is literally nothing pretentious about us yeah at and all. i'm a social creature yeah so am i and so he goes he said well i'll come back in a little bit and i was like awesome well he goes up and i watch and he's struggling with his tent a little bit mm. and i'm like oh man i'm gonna go help this guy so i set my stuff down and i walked over and sure enough he was struggling putting his tent together and found out this is his first time doing an overnight backpacking trip in the backcountry 
Like he had done campsites, like the public campsites that you pay for and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But he never actually gone out in the backcountry and backpacked before. And he said the the night before was a nightmare uh, where he stayed at a campsite. He just didn't know how to set his stuff up. It was was just miserable. And uh, so I helped him get his stuff set up. Really, really, really nice guy. And we got his tent set up, got everything hooked up for him. And then he ended up coming over to the campfire, bringing his food over. And we sat and talked. Dude, we talked all night, like until the Benadryl kicked in and I passed out in my hammock. Um, but yeah, so we were out there for a while and then we got up the next morning early because we both wanted to see the sunrise over at uh, over Hanson's Point. Mm. So we got up, we, I woke up early and was eating my breakfast and he comes over and hangs out and we walked down there to Hanson's Point, hung out for a little bit and uh, been able to get in touch with him after that. So was able to make a new friend now, hanging out at Hanson's Point. It was pretty awesome, man. How do you know when to help and when not to help. Cause I never want to like overstep my bounds. If you know what I mean? I think if he'd have been there with a bunch of friends, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I think because it was just him and there was nobody else around. Yeah. And there was no way for him to really be embarrassed. Right. And the fact that he recognized me from YouTube already mm-hmm. and he was talking about how I've helped him. Like I didn't tell you this part while we were standing there when he first was talking to me, he goes, just so you know, man, I loved your weight loss video from last year. And he goes, I've lost 35 pounds since then. Oh, I was like, wow, awesome. that's, that's incredible. Right. Yeah. And, and so that already opened the door probably for me to be able to talk to him and help him out. And he was really struggling. Like his, his tent fly was upside down. Uh, um, like inside it was out. going on. Yeah. It was inside out. <clears throat> and I don't have COVID by the way, people it's spring <laughs> in Kentucky. It is spring. And bro. we have this, Oh, we have this tree out in front of our house right now. All the flowers are blooming, and my throat has been razor blades Dude, for like I, two days. I sneezed like 18 times in a row earlier. Oh, yeah. In the- it just got all that nasty. We call it the Kentucky crud down here. Yeah, um, like ragweed. Ragweed yeah, is bad. really bad. Yeah. But anyway, so so I went over and helped him out. I mean, he was very thankful. Um, as a matter of fact, when I helped him, he goes, man, this is a God thing. I'm so glad you're here, man. And I was like, well, awesome. And so, uh, just helped him out. It was good. It was a good time, man. It was a really good time. I went to the gorge too, man. I went over the weekend. Like I that's was, what I heard. Yeah. Um, uh, it's better to go through, it's better to go backpacking in general. I think if, uh, if you can through the week, because especially if it's a busy spot is what I mean. Yeah. And yeah. where'd you guys go? We went off trail, bro. Secret, t- top secret spot. So I can't give away too much, but did you geotag it on Instagram? <laughs> no chance of the geotag. I I was gone with uh, Mister Backpacking with Jason, sir. Yeah. If you haven't heard of his channel, you need to make sure you go check it out. Tell him that we sent you and uh, backpacking really... with Jason. The channel's not called Mister Backpacking with Jason, sir. <laughs> That's our way of respecting him. Yeah. This channel's backpacking with Jason. Yeah. Throw some respect in his comments, Mister Backpacking with Jason, sir. You're right. Sir. It's backpacking with Jason. And we we hung out and I have often found that you don't take a whole lot of photos whenever you're hanging out, you know, one on one with close friends. You're just chilling. But I was so excited. We uh we met up. I headed there right after work and we walked on trail and then hit off trail and did some not in the creek, but some creek walking. Top secret spot that uh is not geotagged. And we hung out, and I was so excited. I wanted to show him this uh, this little, I kept calling him a doodad because I didn't want to spoil the surprise. I was like, man, yeah. I'm so excited to, to show you this. And 
We got there and I broke it out. You know what it is? What? There, somebody messaged me on either Facebook or sent me an email or Instagram or something. And they're like, hey, we, I have this buddy or friend or, or whoever or brother. <laughs> I can't remember it off the top of my head. I have the messages. They're like, they have been um, trying out making these tables. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, would you mind if we sent you one? And I was like, sure. That sounds cool. Yeah. So I sent it, and it's a backpacking table. It weighs like 3.8 ounces. Really? Yeah. And, you know, uh, one of Jason's buddies has a table. I don't know if you can buy it or it's homemade, but it basically ties to a tree, and it's a license plate. And it ties to a tree, and the other side of it, if you can imagine, you take your trekking pole and turn it upside down. And yeah, I was going to say like a sticker trekking pole or yep, something. Huh? And it, it fits level, like I'm showing it on camera now. Like you got yeah. your trekking pole, and the other side's tied to the tree, and then it sits on the trekking pole. There's a hole in it like right here. And so it's a small table, though, because it's the size of a license plate. And I was like, that is so cool. I really want one of those. And then just out of nowhere, this person messaged me. They're like, hey, we'll send you one. And this is a different design. This oh, okay. th- They haven't sponsored this episode or anything for the record. And, John, I don't think I've told you anything about actually. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about actually right now. So, so this is all new to me. I'll have to text you some pictures of it. So it's you tie. It comes with different, different uh, like, not really pieces, but like cordage. So one piece of cordage goes around the tree up above the table. And then... The table has, it ties to the tree, just like the license plate. And then at the front of the table, it has pieces of cordage, and they hook to the piece of cordage that's up above the table, and it's like a little floating table. It's like suspended. It's like a, it like hinges. Yeah, except it's... It kind of hangs there without anything underneath it. Mm-hmm, and it's basically a sign, and the sign has been cut in half, but only partially, so it folds. So it's Is a, it that corrugated plastic stuff? Or? Yeah, I... Well... Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like a sign, like a is? political sign. You know, that yeah, somebody would stick in their yard. They, there's a company that makes, um, oh, what is it called? But I, I, I've i seen them before. They're little tables, and they're about this big. Mm-hmm. It's My hands are so unlevel right now. They're about this <laughs> big. and But you can actually set them down on the ground. And so it's a little like place where like you could set your food and stuff as you're eating. Yeah. And it's just right there in front of you and it's real easy to get to. Let me let me see what the name in case anybody wants to check it out, you know. I I think it's floating table or floatable table. Like dot com. That's pretty cool, man. Anyway, I was excited about showing Jason and he thought it was super awesome. And his buddy, the one that uh, <laughs> the one that I saw his table, and it was like a floating or not floating, but it was the license plate. This yeah. is called um, LightGearShop.com. Okay, yeah, light is in L I G H T. LightGearShop. That's really cool. So, dude, I found some I found some really cool new products today. Wait, before you tell me, let me finish what I was saying about the table. Oh, tell me about the table. So the guy with the license plate. I think that he it might be homemade. And I'm guaranteeing it's homemade. <laughs> this guy that's Jason's buddy. Jason told him. <laughs> so I was like, Jason, you, you got to take a picture of this and, and show it to Matt. And he's like, oh, I'm going to show him. You know what I'm going to tell him? So Matt, he he invested whenever the housing market crashed. And he, he invested. Now he's got like. I don't know, like so many hundred houses that he owns and rents. So he's oh, wow. a very wealthy guy, right? Yeah. 
And uh, sorry, Matt, if you don't want anybody knowing this, hopefully he's not listening. His address is. (laughs) Yeah, his social (laughs) is. So I think he made this little sign, and he's wealthy. But, you know, you typically to be wealthy, you have to work hard. Oh, yeah. He did. You know, he worked his hind end off, and he still works hard. And Jason said, you know what I'm going to tell him? (laughs) I'm going to tell him that you saw – you saw his uh, design, and then you approached a company with it, and they had to change it up a little bit, but you sold it to him for $10,000. <laughs> he said, he said, That's man, awesome. He said, man, That's awesome. he may be a, a millionaire or a multimillionaire or whatever he is. I don't know what his banking account says, but he may be a millionaire, but that $10,000 will drive him crazy. That's <laughs> hope, funny, man. I hope he told him. I hope he told him before he heard this episode. Dude, that's so funny. That is great. So tell me. Hey, you want to hear about some really cool gear? Yeah, tell I me found about, out about your gear. Yeah, tell me. So like I mentioned earlier, it's April 1st. And so April 1st always means that uh, backpacking companies come out with their April Fool's products. And I picked out three that I thought were awesome today. So uh, the first one I'm going to show you is uh, from our friends over at Hilltop Packs. This is their, uh, they've got, right now, they've got save 10% off all <laughs> left-handed bear bags today. <laughs> left-handed bear bags. Right there it is. You're reading that right. Left-handed bear bags. Dude, sometimes, so I'm a teacher, sometimes we'd send the kids after like a left-handed hammer or a left-handed screwdriver or a shelf stretcher. That's have them awesome. Run, <laughs> have them running all over the school. Get your left-handed bear bags today. You, you know what the worst part about that story that you just told is? What's that? You teach high schoolers. I know, bro. And they fall for that. That's just, well, that's just sad. I didn't do that. I've just heard stories. Oh, I, I work you're... hard, and I teach, and I work bell to bell. I am oh. teaching all day long, and there's no distraction. Right, exactly. Yep, we never we, get we, off And we never text when you're at work. Nope, not one single time. Ever. I'm a professional. <laughs> Okay, so Gossamer Gear, uh, they're the makers of the one and the two tents. Yeah, DCF tents. Yeah, they're like so super ultra light. They came out with the ten. <laughs> the ten. A massive ultralight tent for your entire COVID pod. I gotta read this so that people like listening can hear this. While we've received positive feedback from the Gossamer Gossamer Gear community about our ultralight tent shelters, the one and the two. We've been aware that these size options don't quite cut it for everyone. That's why this year we're stoked to announce our latest product launch, the 10. The 10 is an absolutely massive tent that weighs just 18 ounces. 18 ounces. 18 Um, ounces for a 10 person tier. Okay. Designed to fit, you guessed it, 10 backpackers. This tent is great if you're looking for a shelter that can fit your entire COVID pod. Sit on a shelf in your house to provide hope for the day when it's safe for mass tent <laughs> gatherings again. Give you the feeling of being one of those wooden bunk beds in an AT shelter without actually having to stay in one of those shelters. Offer an extremely spacious backcountry vessel for one where you can stare into the void of existence and have his wood advise, don't surrender your loneliness so quickly. Can you imagine how terrible it would sound and smell in there if you took one of those tins oh my gosh get this dude it says it says you can easily set it up with just four sets of trekking poles (laughs) (laughs) just in case just in case everybody didn't bring trekking poles you only need four sets you don't need all 10 oh yeah they've even got quotes 
This is the best. I love when they really go all out on these things. Bro, this is Here, a deep ad. This is fa- It's a complete ad. No, you – and it, it's like – I mean, uh, I've got a, another one coming. It's even better. But it, it says here, here's the quotes. The 10 is essentially just a super elongated version of the one or two. Basically, it's a dream come true. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is great. I feel like I'm living in a panoramic photo of the one. It's sick. That is like a panoramic photo. It is. And then the last quote says, it's one of those tents I never knew I needed. And I'm still not sure I do, but I'll never go back to my old tent. <laughs> Dude, this sounds like something that we would make like this, this fake ad. I know. It sounds like something that would be on our, our live streams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so great. And it, this is great. It says, so grab your sedan, get ready to hit the trail with up to 10 of your COVID free friends. Finally, make sure to uh, share photos of your adventures with the 10 with us by tagging at Gossamer Gear and using the hashtag take less, do more. Happy trails. Gossamer Gear. Yeah. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. If they, you're looking online right now, this is this is the tent. This is the Gossamer Gear 10. That does not look like the one. Oh, my gosh. I don't know who designed that. I don't know who designed this, like, photo. I don't know, but they did an awesome job. Yeah, it looks good. It looks like it, it looks could so actually, real. Looks like it could actually exist. This is exactly what they want. They want people like you talking about it. That is a smart business move, Gossamer Gear. Oh, and get this. Okay, so that that's not the best one though. Okay, my favorite one. Okay, left-handed bear bags is funny. The ten is hilarious, but my favorite so far is the climate static V Lux triple XL. <laughs> Four hundred dollars and one cent, but they're sold out right now. Oh, if it says it says sold out right here. I wonder if we can get that one on back order. But you can you can email them and they'll let you know when it's available. But check this out. This is hilarious. Raised V chambers create comfortable loft pockets that support the body's pressure points. Sleeping pad reservoirs are easy to fall into and maximize loft and warmth. They went all out with this dude. Said thickest pad in the static series at seven inches. Seven inches. That's like a full-on air mattress. Yes. It says uh, inflation is a slow, torturous process compatible with rapid air pump. Five CFM, 70 PSI air compressor recommended. <laughs> you got to take – I didn't even see that. Uh, you got to take hilarious. an air compressor. The model is six foot five. Like, what? look at that. Look at what it – this is the what it packs down to. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> bro <laughs> is that great that is so big dude the email that they sent out said that the uh stuff sack also doubles as a car cover <laughs> i would believe it yeah okay so for people who can't see us right now like this is there's a guy standing next to this sleeping pad rolled up and he's got his elbow on it because it sits about four and a half feet tall it does look like the size of a big trash can it does. It looks like one of those massive trash cans. You'd see it like a park or something. It's insane. Isn't that hilarious? Gossamer gear, hilltop packs, and climate. You know, I'm I'm curious about the climate pads. I haven't tried them, and somebody was asking me. Um, I think it was a comment on YouTube, and they're asking me. They're like, I'm torn between this one, and I believe the other one was either a, a tensor or the uh, what's the yellow one? The Neo Air X Lot. Oh, Thermarest? Yeah, the Thermarest. I was like, you yeah. know, I don't really think there's a bad choice in any of those. It's all about what fits your needs. Like, I prefer at least a two-and-a-half-inch th- uh, thick pad, and I want it to be at least 25 inches wide. I try to buy, like, one of those um, Walmart 
pads that's actually a, a queen bed. I mean, <laughs> it only adds trail. it only adds like twelve pounds to your base weight, but man, that is comfortable. Uh, honestly, that is comfortable. Whenever we go stay at places, <laughs> so I I take my personal day every year after the Super Bowl, and I have watched every Super Bowl since I've been in college with my college buddies every single year. In Nashville, right? Nashville is where I've went the last two or three years. It's wherever it's convenient, right? Like whatever the central location is. So this year, yeah, right. it's in Nashville at one friend's house. And, I mean, unfortunately, there was only four people there that this year, you know, COVID. But it was me, Bridget, and another couple. But that's okay. Every time we go somewhere, we try to take one of these air mattresses. And Bridget has been trying to get me to buy one of the big, thick ones. And I just won't give in. Oh, dude, here's the thing. Like, you know, I've got kids, right? Yeah. So we had one of those big full-size mattresses. Problem was I loaned it to someone, and they poked a hole the size of a quarter in it and didn't tell me, oh. and then just gave it back to me. Yeah, we won't, we won't wow. get into that. Defund. But my kids, dude, we pulled that thing out and blew it up, and it was like the fun. They had so much fun just jumping up and down and, and playing on it. I mean, they're three and four, so they're little. But, uh, dude, those things are nice, and they're comfortable. You know when they're not nice? Whenever you when? wake up at 2 a.m. and, like, there's certain parts, like pressure points of your body hitting the hard ground below you because there's a, a hole uh, in it somewhere. Well, yeah, if there's a hole, but typically you don't put holes in those unless you're, like, being ridiculous. It happens to me every time, man. You don't know, really? you don't know how many of those that I have disposed of. And they're $20 so now, a pop. So now I know why you sleep in a hammock. You can't <laughs> poke a hole. In your sleeping pad. Dude, speaking of hammocks, so I have the Pride of Kentucky, and for those that yes. haven't heard, it's a double-layer hammock, and it's decked out UK colors, UK like logos, uh, all kinds of juicy goodness that Miyagi on the trail made me. Thank you, Miyagi. And Miyagi's a good man. Yes, but the the one issue is, is that it's heavy because it's double-layered, and it's not his fault. I requested... That it be double layered because I wanted to put a pad in it. This is before I ever had like gotten a hammock before. And then I just decided pads aren't for me. So now that it's double layered for no reason because I now it weighs twice as much because you got two layers of fabric instead of just one. Yes. So I'm going backpacking with Hunter's Trip um, very soon. And I was like, man, do you have a hammock that I could borrow? Because if not, I'm tenting this trip. And he's like, I have an 11-foot hammock. And mine's a 12-foot hammock. And he's like, dude, I'm 6'2". I can, you can fit an 11-foot hammock. So I'm packing up for this trip, and I'm going to try the 11-foot hammock. And hopefully it's not so uncomfortable that I can't sleep. But do you think that I can sleep in it? It just depends on how wide it is. If it's wide enough, you shouldn't have any problem. Because, I mean, you don't sleep. You know, like a banana. I mean, you you sleep corner to corner. That's so, true. So if you're sleeping at an angle the way you're supposed to, if it's if it's wide enough, you shouldn't have any problem. Well, I was trying to look up and see what the name of the hammock was. Did did I tell you the hammock I'm wanting to get? No, tell me about it. Okay, so I'm trying to. I'm going to Michigan in May. So it's like a month from now. Now, now, now. Why am I saying now? Like <laughs> I don't know. Um. So I'm going. I'm going to uh to Michigan next month with Miyagi actually and backpacking with Jason and a bunch of other guys. And, uh, 
on that trip, I'm trying to lower as much of my base weight between now and then that I can. And I actually just ordered a hammock gear Dyneema tarp or not. Yeah. Tarp for my uh, hammock system. What do you And it have? weighs seven ounces. What is your current setup? I have a UGQ winter dream, which weighs about pound and a half, I mm-hmm. think. And still then poly? a, a, uh, yeah, it's still poly. And then I've got a, a cat cut one from them as well. And it weighs right close to a pound, just maybe just a hair under, but this new hammock weighs less than half a pound. What's this the new tent tarp? What's, what's the length on that? 12 foot. Okay. It's 12 foot and it's got doors on either side. That will be legit, man. Yeah, dude. The Dyneema, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it. Now, it's my understanding that the Dyneema, though, you can't, um, it doesn't pack down as small, but it's lighter. And the Sil Poly will pack down smaller, but it's heavier and it can absorb water. Yeah, yeah. So and that, well, Sil Poly, if it was nylon, it would definitely absorb a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Sil Poly's not too bad. It does a little, but it's not anywhere near what nylon does. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm I'm going to take um, that that hammock that Hunter um, is letting me borrow, and my tarp is going to be the um, Thunderfly, that 13 foot oh, Thunderfly yeah. from Warbonnet. Yeah, that's nice. But I don't know if I want to take the extra set of stakes and stake out the doors or not. It's not supposed to. They're literally giving zero percent chance of rain for when we're going. Then I would definitely take them because usually that means you're going to get screwed because you're expecting it not to happen. <laughs> well, I'm still going to. I'm not going tarpless, but oh, I know you're not going to stake it out though. No, I would stake out the tarp. I'm talking about yeah. like it takes four stakes to stake yeah. out that tarp. You know, for the four right. pullout points, and then if you want to close the doors, then you can add extra. You need the two other stakes. Now I could just right, like right. use a stick or something, but you still need the cordage. Right. Yeah, but it's not. I really do want a Dyneema tarp, though, because I think it would save me so much weight. I haven't weighed that Thunderfly. It's, it's not heavy. I mean, no. it probably weighs less than a pound or, like, right around a pound. I can't imagine it weighing more than that. I'll weigh it, but yeah. to me it's Well, not I'll tell you this, man. I'll tell you this. My next hammock, I already know what I'm getting. What What are you dreaming about? I, I'm getting a Cloud 71 hammock. Who makes that? The uh, Dutch... Dutch makes those. It's it's a seven ounce hammock. Wow. Do they have a weight and limit? Like it it says two twenty, but I watched him put a thousand pounds worth of carpet in it. I don't know. And it was bro. just fine. And he stood on it. Like this dude stood on it with a thousand pounds of stuff in it. Dude, I don't weigh anywhere near a thousand pounds. I'm with you, but Hunter, he's got some of those mono light hammocks that are like see-through and every time he sits in that thing i'm like man i hope it doesn't tear because if it does we're going home like you can't like you got an underquilt it won't hold you up all i know is is i'm getting one like that's my next hammock i'm doing it because i'm i'm cutting my weight down so i can have more stakes that's the way to do it bro that's what i'm saying it's not not that i I necessarily am planning on being like an ultralight backpacker Mm -hmm. but if i get ultralight gear that means i get to take the stuff i really want to take with me when i go backpacking like for you it's chocolate oh yeah i love chocolate you you just want to take chocolate all the whole trip yeah for me it's like i'm ready to take steaks all week long if i could i mean i obviously they would all go bad if i did that but you know what i'm saying well it depends on when you go because the low is supposed to be 21 that's pretty cold. Is that what you guys are going in? Yeah. A low of 21? Low 20, I'm taking my zero degrees, man. I have to. And I, See, I'm going next weekend. 
Oh, okay. I'm going next weekend. So I'm going to do uh, south of Cumberland, uh, the Cumberland Falls, mm-hmm. and hike up to Cumberland Falls on the Sheltoe Trace. Well, uh, the- I've got a buddy who's wanting to hike it. Yeah. And so we're going to do about a 24, 25 mile section of the trail. And uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing that. And it's only supposed to get down to the 40s one time. The rest of the time, I think it's going to be in the 50s. What are you going to take? Oh, I'm going hammock 100% on that. Yeah, but what? which underquilt? Oh, I'm going to take my 40. Yeah. I mean, I took that to Grayson Highlands and it got down to 34 degrees or 32 degrees or something like that. Dude, I was, I was in an oven. Is it over? When we went. What's that? Is it overstuffed? What's well, a UGQ? They're all overstuffed, like thirty well, percent overstuffed on all the UGQ ones. Right, they're stuffed up to where they should be. But is it stuffed? Yeah. Did you get like over? Like, click on the option that says overstuffed. No, not at all. Still kept you warm, dude. I've worn that thing. I've used that forty degree in twenty five degree weather and not been cold at all. I don't know if I can advise that, man. I think I'd be freezing. I'm not saying I'd advise it, but I'm saying I've done it. Yeah, and like. Like when I went to the when I got injured at the gorge, uh-huh. it got down into the high twenties that night. Yeah, I was like in an oven. Did you take that? Yeah, yeah. See, man. I, I mean, for me, unless I'm going to go like up north, up north. Uh huh. I mean, that forty just gets it done for me. I don't even need anything else because I got a zero degree top quilt. Yeah. So I've got the zero degree top, and with the forty degree under, it seems like I'm fine. Like I don't even, I don't even sniff cold when I'm in that. I'm thinking that at 20 degrees, now look, if the weather's giving like 21, 23, I don't know how cold it's actually going to be, especially, I mean, this podcast is not live streamed, so I guess it doesn't really matter if I say where I'm going because it's going to come out after. Yeah. So yeah. I'm on Shell Toey, and we're doing like Highway 80 past Laurel Lake. Yeah. And we're going yeah. northbound, and I'm doing that section. I don't know how far we'll get, but I'll just have Bridget to pick us up. Whenever. Is that up towards Camp Wildcat in that area, or have you already done that? I can't remember. We we hit Cumberland Falls last trip, and you keep going, and you go across the dam at like near Holly Bay, and you keep going, and then and like, you can go to Holly Bay and get some food. Well, they were closed whenever I was. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and we still camped there. Shh. I don't what? think anybody I didn't hear cares. You've got it on video anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> we can say whatever we want. It's on YouTube. If y'all want to see him at Holly Bay? There he is. So you keep going north, and like 20 miles from Holly Bay is Highway 80, which goes into London. Okay. And yeah. then you keep hiking north. And I honestly, it, to me, it looked like it was 15 to 20 miles of road walking is what I'm looking forward to. Oh, man. It's not fun. Like no. the road walking part of this this trail, that's the only negative for the Sheltoe Trace. Yeah. I really think that's the only negative. That or if you hike it in the rain, like the southern portion especially, because the best views are the views in Tennessee. Yeah. And if it's raining, it just kills the views. Like well, when we were down there, man, it just poured the entire time. But it's like any other trail. You're going to have like, you're going to be up top sometimes and down low. And if we're down yep. low, which I think that the first night of camping, we, we will be. There's like a couple of camp spots that are marked on the map as like backcountry camping. Not that you have to have a reservation, but they're on there that you can stay there in their nice campsites. And they're only like a mile or two in from the road. Which may be okay, but I feel you like know that be section. The what's funny about that section? Uh huh. Like when me and the Flash did that section when we were through hiking the Sheltoe, uh, we have a friend that lives in Richmond, and so uh, or not Richmond in London, uh-huh. in London, and so we called him, and so he would pick us up at the end of each day. We stayed at his house for like two or three nights instead uh-huh. of camping out. We'd hike our section. He'd come pick us up. We'd stay at his house, wash our clothes, 
had clean clothes every morning. And then he'd drive us back to the trailhead. We'd hike the next section. He'd come pick us up. Cause I mean, you're, you're hiking through that area for like miles, like a lot of miles. Yeah. I'm so and jealous, so, but that section so, is really close to my house. Like that's like 34 minutes, I think from my house to get to where 80 yeah. intersects. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, is I think those campsites are down near the creek, so they're going to be in the bottoms. And mm. e- even though the weather's giving like 21 degrees, could be colder. So I'm thinking about right. taking Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir, gifted us some underquilt protectors over the yes, winter. Yes, he did. Yeah. I think it was a Christmas gift, if I remember right. And thank you, by the way. Yeah. I'm big about time thank you. That. Do it. I took mine when I'm now that I'm thinking about it. When it was in the 20s and I had that 40 degree, uh-huh. I had the underquilt protector underneath it, uh, which probably gave me a few a little bit extra extra R value. Yeah, because so, the wind, man, it stops that wind yeah. from cutting. Yeah, and it rained or not rained. It snowed that whole night. So like when we got to uh, camp, it was chilly and we were wet because we had to walk through like I can't remember how many creek crossings we had that day. Yeah, but our feet were soaking wet and it was like 30 degrees out or 35 degrees out or something like that. And I remember uh, my feet were ice cold, like ice, ice cold. Went to bed, woke up the next morning, and there was snow everywhere. Wow. I mean, it was it was pretty cool, but I mean, it was just like tons of snow everywhere. Well, they're not giving any precipitation, but that would be awesome if I woke up and it was just like super snowy. Yeah. That What a change up in April. That would be well, crazy. it snowed in Lexington today. Did it? Yeah, it snowed in Lexington. Is my it, wife called me. It's really funny because my wife called me and said, hey, it's snowing here in Lexington. And I said, it is? And she goes, April Fool's. And I was like, ah. ah. She calls me an hour later and she goes, okay, I should have never said that. And I'm like, why? She goes, because it's actually snowing now. <laughs> I believe it, man. It was <laughs> it was so cold today, I didn't even take my classes for a walk. Oh. Yeah. You, don't, you didn't take your kids for a walk? What kind well, of dad are you? Not my kids, my students. They're your kids, man. They're your kids. Yeah, thank God I get to leave them at work every day. And they're somebody else's kids until I. You're show like an uncle. Up. You're like an uncle. Yeah, like a you, terrible. You entertain uncle. them for a little while, and then you send them home with their parents. Yeah, exactly. That's the way it should be. That's that's right. So that's what it is. I'm going on this trip. I'm thinking about taking the the underquilt protector, but it takes up more room. And here's the issue I'm running into. So I absolutely love um, my chicken tramper backpack. The, me too. You know, they modded it for me, made it a little bit bigger, because I think it's standard comes 45 liters. Yeah. And uh, they make great stuff, but with my zero-degree underquilt and a 15-degree sleeping bag, like, it takes up half the room in the backpack, just straight up. And the ridiculous thing is, is, like, if I put my 40-degree in there and, like, a 40-degree top quilt... Then I have all this extra room, and I'm like, oh, what yeah. am I going to fill this room with? So what I need to do is I need to use the zero-degree underquilt and get a zero- or a 10-degree top quilt, not a sleeping bag. Yeah, and I think yeah, that'll that, save a ton of room. Mm-hmm, and it'll save a ton of weight, man. I was just I was on UGQ's website today, and I was just clicking through, and I was building out a zero-degree um, like sewn-in footbox top quilt. I figured, yeah. you know, if it's going to be cold, I probably am never going to unzip that. So why not just get a sewn-in insulated foot box? That's the only like, thing I wish I'd have done with mine. Yeah, I've had the buttons. I don't know if they do buttons. I think there's a draw cord, and then they have a snap. 
It's a zipper. It's oh. a zipper. Zipper yeah. is the way they should all be because the buttons yeah. come unsnapped, man. So you just be in the middle of the night laying in your hammock, or it doesn't have to be a hammock. You know, you could be you could have that strapped to a pad, and then yeah. pop, pop. There goes two buttons. Pop. There goes another buttons. Then all of a sudden, it's twenty five degrees outside, and your uh, legs hanging out. Not no yeah. good. And your feet are getting cold. Like the worst thing yeah. in the world is have cold feet. You know, the guy I took backpacking that had never been, I uh, told you a little bit about that experience. Yeah. And he was telling me that the one thing that was cold on him when we went was his feet. He was like, the rest of me was fine, but with my feet cold, it just like, he's like, it happens at home. They're either way too hot or way too cold. And he's like, it makes me not be able to sleep or makes me uncomfortable. And you're right, man. Your feet's a big deal. Sometimes I wear two pairs of socks. Yeah. I've got, did I tell you I got heated socks? They're actually sitting right here. No. How do you? By Duhan. I don't even know who this company is. They just asked me if I'd look at them. They didn't, they didn't say, hey, we do a video or, you know, anything. It's just like, but look at these, dude. They're real. Like, it's not a joke. And they really do heat your feet. But how do you, um, where's the power come from? Do you have like a a little 5,000 milliamp hour charger? Wow. How how many? Look out right here. It's a little remote. Turns them on and off. I know, but see a little blue light. But what about the power? Yeah, I see the blue light, but I don't know about the power. Oh, there's little batteries. So, like, what do you mean, like a AAA battery or like a watch? No, battery? no, no. How's this work, man? I've these never little had skinny heated. batteries. Okay, see these little batteries like this. Now, is that comfortable though, or do you? It, not I, know? I didn't notice it actually. Oh, have you tried them out on? Trail yeah, yet? See, you got this little pouch in the outside of the of the of the sock, mm-hmm. and then inside of there. Like a little thing to hold it in place, and then there's a. Look at this. Oh, you literally just plug cord? this into here. Yeah. And then it tucks down into this thing, and it, because it's on the outside of the sock and not the inside of the sock, uh huh. It doesn't really bother you. Have you have you tried those at? Did you try them at the gorge, or have you only tried them on at home? I tried them at the gorge, and it was fine. Slept in. Them. Yeah, they were warm, dude. Are they true to size? I mean, I guess. I mean, they're socks. I don't really think much about them sleeping in them. Like, I'm not worried about going for, I'm not going to hike in these things. I know, but dude, sometimes I'll get socks and I'll be like, I can squeeze into those. They're size 12 to 14. And then, you know, like there's always that little sewn in triangle thing on the back where your heel's supposed to go. This is a large. I mean, that's about right. You know what I'm talking about? The little yeah. part. Okay. Well, that's like in the middle of my foot. If the, if the sock <laughs> is too, too small and it's super uncomfortable. Yeah. I need well, 15s. Well, the thing I'm nervous about, and I haven't done it yet, and I told them this because I emailed. They emailed me and asked me what I thought, dude. I have not washed these yet. Uh, they tell you. Now, to like wash I said, them? I didn't hike in them or anything. I only slept in them one night. How are you supposed I'm to? Terrified. Wash them? I, I'm ter- Well, it says just machine wash them with the cord in there. Yeah, I'm terrified to wash my down stuff. I know. Like I, I told them, I said, "Is that really what you're supposed to do?" Like there's there's instructions in here. Let me read the instructions. I'm for, sure people listening to the podcast are going, I didn't know we were going to talk about <laughs> for the heated record, socks. I'm only I'm only uh terrified to wash this down stuff because I've patched it all to pieces where I burn holes in it and stuff. So it's got tenacious tape all over it. And people oh, keep yeah. telling me in the comments on my YouTube channel, just wash it, man. I've had tenacious tape on this jacket and this jacket and this jacket for four years and I've washed it twice and it's never came off. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe hand wash it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think hand wash. I thought there were directions. I thought there were directions for these. Like they're supposed to be machine washable. 
Let Not me check see if, if I'm missing something here. <laughs> it sends John socks. John washes him. What? Never work again. Never work uh, again. User error. Okay. Designed for outdoor activity are made of high-quality cotton and electric carbon fiber heating wire. It's carbon fiber wire. So can you wash them? Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to be able to. I don't know about all this, man. I don't know. Like I said, I didn't pay for them, so... If- if, if I do it, it doesn't work. I'm not going to lose my mind. Unsolicited. What's that? Got the socks unsolicited, man. I know. I did. And that's no, that's not normal. I know. Normally, so people that don't know, we do um, these YouTube channels. And companies, a lot of times, will send you stuff. But they, they almost always want, they're always like, hey, when will the video come out if I send you this or something like that? And I think that it's a cultural thing because a lot of it comes out of China and the U.S., like we speak English here, and it's not their first language, so they're probably using some kind of translator or they just have poor English. So what they're saying doesn't come off as rude to them, and it may be okay like for their work environment or their culture. I don't know. I've never been to China. But I assume that's what's happening and then they, they create this expectation that you're going to give them something in return. And then you're like, well, look, I have a YouTube channel that literally all I have is my integrity. That's it. Yes. And then once I betray people's trust, literally cannot be successful anymore. Yes. So if why? people knew like how many times we say no. Yeah. Like, people have no idea. Like, my wife and I were talking about it the other day. Some guy, you know, you always get stupid comments on your videos. Like, everybody gets them. Yeah. And uh, I had some guy talking about how I was a sellout just trying to make money and so- or something. And my wife read that comment. She just looked at me and she goes, does that guy realize how much money you've turned down <laughs> turned over down. the last two years? And how little, not, not to get, like, on a tangent about yeah. like, how much money we make and stuff, but how little... So I was on this other podcast earlier today called The Code of Man, and they were asking me some very specific questions. And I never really talk about YouTube and that kind of that side of things very in-depth. Yeah. They were asking me very specific questions about how you work with companies and that kind of thing. And I was like, bro, look, we sometimes we have sponsors on this podcast, right? Not to be defensive, but I told them, like, how much some of this equipment, like, there's yeah. thousands of dollars sitting here that – I'm a teacher, man. And when I started teaching, you start at a salary of $36,000. And I went to school. I'm trying not to be defensive. Hopefully, I don't sound like it. But you go you to school. You went to school. Pay, you're paying student loans. Yeah. And you've got, you got a salary. Of thirty six yeah. grand, And you don't get yeah. a raise, but every five years. And the raise is very small. Like, it's a yeah. state job. Okay? So, it's very uh, not hurtful. I don't know what the right word is to say, but it's... It's ridiculous sometimes for people to think you're making this ludicrous sum of money when in reality, like, instead of going on a vacation, you replaced a computer so you could keep editing or bought camera equipment or, like, you've made sacrifices. Like, right now, I'm talking to you and recording a podcast instead of spending time with my wife. Right. Well, and and for me, uh, you know, I've made money off of videos, but guess where all that money went? Back to improving this, the videos. This microphone, this lens, this light. I, I mean, that money didn't it. go to pay bills. That's for sure. I didn't. It didn't go to. It. It, it had to go back into the channel because yeah. for to do it better, you you got to put out money to make that happen. And to do it um, at all, 
Yeah. But, but the funny, it's just funny how many people send us stuff. Like I've, I actually got an email and I don't even know how to respond to this. It's a video game about farm animals. And they wanted you to do something with it. They, they wanted to sponsor a, a video influencer. Yeah. They wanted to sponsor a video and I don't know what I'm supposed to say to that. Like I'd probably say like, no, that doesn't apply like, to my audience. Like 60. They're like, we'll give you a 60 second spot, blah, 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 blah. And we will pay you. And then they said, give a, like, tell us how much I'm like, I don't even know how to respond to something like that. Maybe that's not something we should be talking about on a podcast, but I just, it's just like, it's just one of the weirdest. It was like this farm animal video game and they wanted to sponsor a backpacking YouTube well, channel. I don't know. It's weird. I think that a lot of the companies <laughs> will we'll get off this. I, yeah. Well, you know, you know what? I think, here's what I think. I think that some, we are, we're unveiling the truth. <laughs> we are, I, we are opening <laughs> Pandora's box here right now. These are taboo things. This is what happens when you just turn Jeremiah and John loose <laughs> on their own podcast and they can talk about whatever they want and they have no guests to ask any questions to and nobody to answer to. Yeah. And we we just lost 500 subscribers after this episode. But, you know, it's a taboo subject, and I think that sometimes people are curious about these taboo things. I think nobody so, too. Will talk I think about. so, too. And... Maybe since it's the end of the episode, not as many people <laughs> listen to it. I don't know. Well, all but, I know is like it's just funny because y- you talk to people and um, it makes people squirmy like, and it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. And it's it. I'll be honest, it's uncomfortable to talk about for me too. Like when I'm with people, because you don't want to come off as somebody who's just trying to get money. It's not yeah. what it is. And you're not self righteous. Um, you don't want to be self righteous or right. being put on a pedestal right. or higher than them. Yeah, it's just funny though because like it takes I don't know how long it takes you to do a video, but it between the filming and the editing and then the doing all the YouTube garbage, all mm-hmm. the let all the stuff you have to type in and all that kind of stuff. Um it takes up 6 or 7 hours for one video. Yeah, for like a 12 say, minute video. Yeah, for like a for 20 minute video, a minimum of 10 hours. Yeah. And so when when a company like gets a hold of you and says, "Hey, will you do a video about our product?" And you're like, dude, I don't mow lawns for free. Like, why would I do that for free for you? You know, like that's. But you'll get. They're, they're doing that. They're doing that to make money off of my right. video. And they and, are willing to sacrifice the six ninety nine that it took to make and ship you the product. Right. For can, your, I, can I send you a $12 headlamp and you do a 12 minute video on my headlamp? And I'm going. $12. Like I've turned down so many things just because it's just like. For one, I don't like I don't like giving I don't know, this is just a personal thing. I've I've talked to other guys about this, but like if someone's gonna pay me to do a review, mm-hmm. it's not really a review at that point, is it? No, it's a twelve minute advertisement. No yeah. offense to anybody yeah. that's accepted that. I don't I don't know. I've talked to other people about it too, and that seems to be a general consensus that yeah. you I don't know. I don't know how ethical or moral any of this stuff is, honestly, but yeah, the way I see it is um, you like I'm not going to show up to work at my job if they don't pay me. I right, have a family right. to take care of, and I only have so many hours in a day. And I love those kids to death, man, and I'll do anything for them. But if they're not going to pay me, like how can I support myself? Right. And it's well, the and same. it's not like it's not like I like either one of us started doing a YouTube channel to make money. No, and I have. Like, <laughs> I'm still in the negative, bro, and I've been doing it for yeah. years now. Yeah, I mean it's you do it because you enjoy it. 
Like yeah. I enjoy making videos. I enjoy the process. I enjoy the editing. I enjoy learning new stuff. Like when you're, when you're doing these things mm -hmm. and I love backpacking. And so it's like, okay, so I get to do the thing I love, make videos about the thing I love. And then I get to share that with people and hopefully people like it. Yeah. And of course some people don't. Some people and they don't. let you know. And, and they let you know. The same thing with the podcast. Like that's that's the point. I want to increase increase people's quality of life on trail. That's yes. my goal with the YouTube channel. I want to have fun. I want to make friends. And you make way more friends from doing that stuff than any monetary value could ever come about. Like I've met By far. Like look, when, how would we have ever met? We only met because of YouTube. Yes. And it wasn't even us seeing each other's YouTube videos. It was Dan. Dan. Well, I saw your YouTube videos. Oh. I fanboyed a little bit. <laughs> don't start don't start with that. No, I really I mean I'm not saying that to like <laughs> to pick on I mean I genuinely did. Like I met Dan. Okay, Dan Becker, for the people who know who Dan Becker is. I met Dan through Facebook because I used to live in Kenosha where he lives. Mm -hmm. And we had a friend in common and I thought that was interesting. So I just sent him a message and said, Hey, uh, how do you know this guy? And we just started talking. And we probably chatted for 20 minutes online. Then he gave me his number and we talked for another hour. And he said, you need to get a hold of Jeremiah Stringer. Here's his phone number. Mm. And that's that's how I met you. Because he's like, have you ever heard of Jeremiah Stringer? At this point, on my jaws dropping. I'm like, first off, I'm talking to Dan Becker. And now I'm going to talk to <laughs> Jeremiah Stringer. <sighs> and so like, that's that's literally how we met. you know. And if it hadn't been for YouTube, we wouldn't have met. And that's like Miyagi. Yeah. And backpacking with Jason. Backpacking with Jason. One of my Dan, best friends. I mean, we got this whole circle of friends that we only know each other because of, of the YouTube mm -hmm. channels. And all those Ohio guys, too. Like, for I don't know if our, our audience cares on here on the Backpacking Podcast, but there's a bunch of YouTube, backpacking YouTubers, or however you want to label it, people that upload videos about backpacking, and a bunch of them live in Ohio, and that's very close to where we live. And so that gives you an opportunity to make even more friends. You know, I get to hang out with them. I got to go to LBL, and people will drive. Miyagi <laughs> will drive 12 hours one way for one night of backpacking to hang out with you. Like, what What kind of – where else are you going to find that? I don't know what communities yeah. you find that in. I'm sure there's yeah. some out there. There's probably some out there. But this is the one that I found, and I love it. And, and the thing is, these aren't just, like – acquaintances some of these guys are we're really good friends with these people mm -hmm. like you've been to my house for dinner you know like this is like we're not just two guys who happen to have a business together or we do a podcast together we're genuinely friends i went to your house for new year's eve this year mm -hmm. you know and and so there's real friendship our wives are friends you know and uh but but here's the thing about the podcast and this is the thing i hope everybody understands we aren't the the typical backpacking podcast even though that's the name of our our podcast it goes off we the are rails we're not just yeah we're not just going to throw out facts about like weights and trails and stuff we're trying to genuinely like there are some of you listening right now uh and i'm talking to you right now you are on a long trail you're on the pct the cdt you're on the appalachian trail uh you might be on the long trail of Pinhoti, you know what whatever trail and you are having the crappiest day that you have had in ages it has rained the entire time your feet are soaked you might have ruined a piece of gear you might have had a sleeping pad that had holes in it um you lost something you ran out of water and you, you're half dehydrated and you're feeling like crap 
it's our hope that you get on our podcast and you get a time to just laugh a little and forget about all that stuff and enjoy your day a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's really why we do this. Like it's, we want to bring smiles to people's faces. Yeah. Not just through hikers, but like the, yeah. the backpacking community, especially, but just people in general. Yeah. Like, that's what it's about, man. Life is, not to get too deep, life is the people that you surround yourself with and the things that make you feel fulfilled. And hopefully we could be a little piece of that. And there's too much garbage going on in the world right now. We can just be that escape for a little bit for you. That's what we want to do. <laughs> Even though we can, we, we can play for an hour today. Wow. The we, can play for an hour. we can play for like 10 minutes. The 10 hypocrisy, minutes. the irony that these guys are bringing to this podcast. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I hear a guy right now. Martha, why do I listen to these boys? I don't even understand it. <laughs> why does he have to be Southern? I don't know. Because we're be Southern? Canadian. I don't know. Well, you're Southern. I I'm, say, I'm partial Southern. I say we make him Canadian. I'm Canadian? No. That's what you should make your your imitation character. He should be a okay. Canadian, eh? I don't know what they're talking about, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I like your Southern one better. I think the Southern <laughs> one's a whole, t- a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. But, uh. Uh, right, literally, man, we, if you're listening, if you're still listening after our rant on what we were talking about a little bit ago, listen, we are just, we hope you're smiling. We hope, if anything, you're listening to us rant and you're just laughing at us for ranting about idiots. that. Idiots. Yeah, like, this is, this is what problems. we enjoy doing. This is what we enjoy. Uh, so, Jeremiah, you got an upcoming trip coming with Mr. Hunter's trip? Yeah, it's going to be I've a, got a blast. I've got a couple trips coming up. I got one on the Shell Toey, and then I got another one up uh, with my buddy Miyagi and backpacking with Jason, all those guys. We were hoping you could come, but your job will not allow you. Well, I could have I could have went, and then we got that ice storm and stuff, and then all of a sudden, um, the, like the last day of your trip would be the last day of school for me. So yeah, there's no really sneaking away whenever you got like all your testing and stuff at the end of the year. Sorry, yeah. all you guys. They're going on that trip. Yeah, that's okay. We'll we'll definitely send pictures to you and probably FaceTime with you a little bit while we're Make up there. Make me jealous, if we have man. A I hope y'all have a blast. Oh, gonna have a good time. Gonna have a real good time. Well, Jeremiah, this has been a fun hour. Yeah, and I'm curious if people um, people like this format too, because we've we've done episodes like this um, where it's just been us, and we've done a bunch of episodes with guests, and we get to talk to a lot of lovely people. But we, we hit on some stuff that I don't think we've talked a whole lot about today. You never we'll probably know. just title this one Money Hungry YouTubers. That's what we'll <laughs> that's what we'll title this this <laughs> and we'll see if that we'll see if that dry, drives some people to it to see what they find out what we're doing. <laughs> that's what the comments will say. That's exactly what it'll say. Surely. No, for the record, it is overwhelmingly positive. And oh, yeah. you get a lot of great feedback and a lot of great comments and a lot of great people in your life. So negativity's loud. And hopefully the positivity can be louder. I've had oh, yeah. fun, man. I, I like I said, man. Uh, I I don't want to say YouTube's changed my life, but in some ways it kind of has. Mm-hmm. So it's been a lot of fun. We would not be doing this podcast right now if it wasn't for two random backpacking YouTube channels. Yeah, it's crazy, ain't it? It's nuts, man. It's nuts. Well, hey, man. It's been a good time. Absolutely, bro. Take us away. All right. We'll, we'll talk to you all later. Have a great evening day afternoon morning whatever it is wherever you are whenever you're listening to this or if you're watching it on the backpacking podcast youtube channel we'll catch you guys on the next one adios